Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach. Now, they call me the queen of predictable sales results. Well, because the easy formulas I share create sustainable, predictable results for my clients. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show, because this show is all about inspiration not just in demystifying the client acquisition process known as sales, but also in peering through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others including you. Now for me, after, well, about 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to connect with teens and young adults and guide them in knowing themselves, researching aligned careers, and knowing their path into adulthood as they launch into that exciting chapter of life. So I am super excited to introduce Lisa Marker Robbins. Now, Lisa understands how overwhelming the college-bound journey can be for families. She takes joy in watching our clients move from overwhelmed and confused to motivated, clear, and confident about what comes after graduation. Now with information is power, and Lisa's purpose is to guide families to be able to make informed decisions. For over 30 years, Lisa has professionally worked with teenagers and their parents. Now she began as a teacher, then became an independent college counselor in 1999, as she started her first company, Leap, a test prep academic and college coaching company. Now, in 2010, she began her work as a college major and career coach. Now, a master certified Berkman personality coach, Lisa is a recognized expert in her field, having worked with well over 3,500 clients. Now, most recently, she started the College and Career Clarity podcast that aligns with her Flourish coaching course, which is called Launch Career Clarity. And she also serves teens and their parents privately. Lisa also helps through high schools that utilize her course and coaching. Now, while she's had thousands of kids, the three most important are her own, who are now young adults, and her two stepchildren. Lisa is now happily empty nesting with her husband in Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, welcome, Lisa. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Well, thanks, Wendy. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, and I just love how you're helping really uncomplicate that overwhelming and kind of walking blindly, I feel like into the fire almost <laughs> chapter of life that's associated with, you know, entering college and then coming out the other end. So I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Thank you. It's, you know what, it's my life's work that I've, I've been in this space. It's my purpose to help teens. And some people are like, oh, what an age, what a stage. And <laughs> I absolutely love working with teens and young adults. It's my purpose. Yeah. Well, it is exciting because they're 
they want to act like they have it all together, but then inside they're like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> what do I need to be doing? And who am I? And which, you know, what decisions should I be making to last the rest of my life? So yeah, I commend you on, on being that mentor in that important phase of their life. So, you know, always the top question for me is what was the inspiration or the tipping point that prompted you to start this work in your, you know, career um, path, you know, your coaching practice, because I know you've had a long history in counseling and advising within the academic world, but um, specifically this, you know, career coaching practice. Right. So this chapter, which really started around 2010, was I saw families making mistakes or being overwhelmed with not necessarily like test prep, which my other company had been doing and finding colleges, but really knowing what college major to pursue and what the outcome, the problem that they were having really was students getting into college and not graduating until five or six years because of changing their major so much or getting into college and all of a sudden by sophomore junior year they're discovering what they really want to do and now that college doesn't have the major that they need so they're transferring there were just a lot of roadblocks that were creating a lot of stress and not the ideal outcome for my families and i thought there has got to be a better way on the front end to go about helping them get clear and and just remove those pain points for them and so that's where in 2010 i thought okay there's got to be a better way Mm -hmm. No, that totally makes sense. I mean, you were firsthand experiencing, you know, seeing them go through this phase and probably stayed connected because, you know, building those relationships and, and, oh my gosh, after all of this, then it's really not that right fit or there's, you know, still some things that could have been prevented had they known. So yeah, it makes sense that you would see that need and fill it. And so 30 years, that is a long time to be immersed in, you know, this vertical and really supporting families through uh, the test prep, finding colleges, and now supporting them in that journey to launch into adulthood with the career that, you know, aligns, you know, can you talk a little bit more about how your coaching practice has evolved and just go a little bit deeper in terms of, you know, test prep and then into this new role. I know you touched on it in our previous question, but I've just, I know there's more to this. So can you just share a little bit more? Sure. So, you know, as I graduated college, I, I would say back then I, you know, I was a teacher. I started out as a high school teacher. That was my first career and teachers are coaches, right? They are, they're coaching the students that are in their classroom. And even now, as I, my official role, my hat that I wear would be a coach, I still find, would call myself a teacher. So the, you know, that overarching theme has stayed the same, but how I've done it differs. So I was in the classroom. Um, I got frustrated in the classroom. I, you know, I had a lot of kids and I felt like I wanted to go deeper with being able to help each student. And I kept coming up against roadblocks myself that the classroom brought. So I left to be able to work more intentionally in a smaller setting, more one-on-one 
mm-hmm. um, to be able to do more relationship-based work. And that started out as owning the tutoring and test prep company, which was, it was great and it was satisfying work. And because we were doing really well with our clients in that college-bound space, the next natural questions for families started coming around okay, now where do we go to college? And how do we write this essay to get into college? And and all of those pieces. And I thought, well, gosh, here's another need. So every step along the way, I kept seeing a need that was not being met or or that people, at least in my area, needed that need met. So that's when I put on that hat of like a an independent educational consultant is what we would call it, helping them find the right college, manage that project of getting into college and enrolling and was doing that. And then that got up to that 2010 where I'm like, I can do better by these families, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when I really did the research and actually settled into the Berkman method for the personality assessment that I use and then slowly began to develop what ended up being a formula to successfully help families begin with the end in mind. So that end result of college really is to launch your kiddo into a career that will be fulfilling, where they'll be able to be independent, not saddled with debt, highly satisfied. I mean, as moms, you're a mom, I'm a mom. We just want our kids to be happy, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. and so and that's where and profitable. Yes, happy, profitable, not moving back into our basement after college would be the goal. Off the and payroll so, and happy. Off the yes, off the payroll. And so off the payroll and happy. And there those barriers were there to not allow that to happen. So my coaching, as I started it, at first was pretty organic, but those same common themes kept coming up. The same approach kept working. Kind of like you said, you know, with your after 22 years, you you look around, and you're like, oh, I can identify what that is. So in working with these families, same thing. I oh, I can identify for this kid what it is and mm-hmm. help them get a better outcome. Right. So then it became a you know, a known pattern, a formula step-by-step that could get Mm -hmm. them to the clarity they need to get excited and empowered. Shortcut. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The straight and narrow path. So yeah, I love that. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way in transitioning into these new phases of your, your coaching and the way that you're serving people? Of course, absolutely. There always are, right? So, <laughs> and when we get exciting, through one, I guess, right? That's right. When, it, when you get through one set, you might then have another one that you need to be working on. You know, as a coach, I believe there's always something we could be working on and doing better. Yeah, um, call that learning opportunities. That's right. That's right. And for those of us that like the the growth curve, we just keep going at fixing those, doing right. those learning opportunities. Um, I would say like challenges, roadblocks. My first company was really organically happened. You know, I was a teacher and I started tutoring. So I just went from a lot of kids to that one-on-one work and I just let it organically happen. This most current chapter was really more intentional. um, But at the same time, then it's, it's in a new medium right? Mm -hmm. I'm working in an online space. I'm working uh, virtually. So I've got a bigger reach, which is great because my purpose has always been to help as many teens and college bound families as I can. Mm -hmm. So the reach has increased, but it's learning how to do that. 
Um, I have developed an online course and even wanting to really do that right, do it well, I it took a lot of intention. So the roadblocks are, I'm in a new, you know, a new arena. A lot of us are uh, with the changes that the pandemic has brought about and mm -hmm. going at that intentionally to figure out how to do that right. It's very different to serve in that way than when I'm teaching a group ACT, SAT class, or I'm tutoring right. a student in a subject. So yeah. those have been some of the things that I've had to figure out along the way mm -hmm. and really go at it with intention. And honestly, go at it slower than my natural pace normally would want to <laughs> be. I've got a lot of energy. I like to go, go, go. And um, I've had to like really keep my foot, like pull it back off the gas, not so much, but it has, by doing that, it's allowed me to achieve more, maybe not faster, but I would say better. Yeah. It's interesting because the online world, you know, like you said, it increases your reach just instantly, you know, yeah. as we know, we do a Google search and we have, oh, within 2.4 seconds, 5.6 million search, you know, answers, search results. It's, wild. You know? it's yes. like, oh my God. And, and we are the same, you know, if somebody searches for, career support, you know, college, how do I, how do I know which career to start, you know, pursuing through my college, you know, degree and da, 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 they'll, they are going to get a, a bunch of results. So you want to be one of those search results. And so just navigating that online space is, is really um, exciting as well as frustrating because you know that they're there, but how do you get the response and how do you reach them? So I can definitely uh, understand how that can be um, a major road roadblock because working in person, you have that that rapport and that relationship almost yeah. you know immediately because you're in person and online you don't have that luxury. So, well, can you share maybe a, a technique that you have utilized to you know move through that barrier of okay, now I don't have the luxury or I'm not relying just on meeting a person face-to-face -face and then talking about, you know, how, how have you learned about the online space? So I've, I am, you know, I'm a coach, but I invest in coaches for myself. I think that's important. Um, I'm certainly, as I said, not a finished product. So I have joined, I've got coaching for myself. I've, I go out to experts, I get other people's input, but then it's also just getting comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're not, what's changed is we're not getting able to sit down and have that one-on-one -on -one actual conversation. So it's putting yourself out there more so online, just like starting my podcast. It wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, and you probably experienced this. It's not necessarily comfortable at first, it is now. But to bridge that gap, people hear your voice and they get to know you and they, they can start to feel that rapport that we were able to develop faster mm -hmm. when we were face-to-face -face with people, but that has helped. So getting comfortable doing uncomfortable things right. uh, because it takes longer, right? So you've got to stick with it and, and do some, what I would say, hard things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, sound advice because it can be really frustrating to not get the responses back 
to an offer or something, you know, that you put out on the internet and it's like, hello, you know, I know there are right. 4 million people that I could be serving and nobody's responding. So that can be really frustrating. So yeah, I, I appreciate it's that. Trusting that the, it's trusting to like the insights of the coaches that you surround yourself with, you know, if my plumber comes to fix my toilet, I don't tell him how to fix my toilet. So if <laughs> yeah. I'm hiring somebody about like, well, you know, what social media channels the best or a podcast producer, you're paying that person who's coaching you. Mm -hmm. So trust their advice, you know, right. choose wisely, but then trust their advice, even if it's not intuitive to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, Lisa, you're obviously an expert at helping people and their families successfully navigate that college and career launch phase of life. But, you know, we're talking about the components of building a business. I'm curious, how, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, this is a very different skill set. Uh, do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? Well, I think for one, for me, I, one of the challenges would be, you know, when I have as a coach, when I have a purpose to serve as many people as possible, um, I maybe sometimes go too soft on the client enrollment side. So mm -hmm. that would be on me, you know, that's something that I own. On the other side of it, sometimes I think, um, or I know I've experienced that while maybe ACT, SAT test prep or college visits or writing the essay, families in this space that I serve know that that is important and that's really top of mind. A lot of them are leaving the outcome, which is really the main reason for going to college is to get the degree to launch you successfully into that career where you're happy and standing independently on your feet. Many of them leave it to chance. They mm. think fate will work it out. And right. the type of work I'm doing sometimes, uh, that can be a hard objection to overcome because everybody knows somebody, well, oh, it all worked out in the end. But when I'm looking at, you know, most teenagers would like to get in and out of college in four years, but only 41% of students at, who start college have a degree in four years. And mm -hmm. families are getting ready to make a six figure investment or more in college, typically. Right. Um, I, the work I'm doing with setting at this with intention, choosing the right college major or majors, and just being more dialed down is, is really important work that changes the process and the outcome. You know, most kids don't want to go on for a graduate degree. If you look at the percentage of Americans who have a graduate degree, most, the vast majority don't. Only 30 some percent of Americans even have a college degree. So your student doesn't really want to spend for more, more than four years in college, and you don't want to overspend. If you're a smart, successful parent, you've got better things that you can do with your money than pay for a fifth, sixth, seventh year of college. So overcoming that objection that, you know, it will all just work out, uh, leaving it to fate, leaving it to chance. I think mm -hmm. on the messaging side, on the enrollment side, getting the buy-in there can sometimes be a challenge. Right. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's interesting because it is just shifting a paradigm, right? And it's yes. almost an assumption, like you said, that, um, well, maybe, you know, 
just because of the college they're going into, then everything will work out. You know, oh, we got them into this college. So it's a home stretch now, you know, but that's like you're helping us understand that's not necessarily the case if you don't have right. the right, I'm not exactly even sure, right? The things that need to be shored up heading into that so that there's not all that time and money wasted at the end. So well, there's just, overcoming that there's, objection. Yeah. So, right. so here, so let me give you, if you, if you'd like, I would be happy to give you a little um, insight into how you can maybe not even have to deal with that objection. Mm, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and let's move back one step here. Not everybody is your client right? There are people that are just, I don't care how much you talk at them, they will not be convinced that it's worth the investment to ensure that Johnny or or Jill or Tiffany launch into their, their life successfully by taking, you know, your advice. They're just, you know, they're just not going to buy into that, you know? And so we're looking for your ideal clients your ideal client, and there are millions of them out there who really have that consciousness and, you know, that awareness that, well, it's, it's not necessarily signed, sales and delivered. Now, is it, we, we did this heavy lifting and they're there now let's cross our fingers and, and look the other way and, and hope that they actually end up in a successful career. No, I'm not going to take that chance after we've done all this. And so that's your ideal client, the ones that realize we're not done, you know. And so part of your work actually is within the marketing to support the sales, to support the enrollment process, so that you aren't faced at the end after you've had all of this, you know, time and money invested into your potential client's journey to get to that end offer of, all right, these are my, you know, this is what it looks like to work with me, or this is the online course, and then have them say, well, you know, they're in a good college, and I think we're just, we're set, and then have to overcome that at that point, that's hard work, that's heavy lifting, and and I'm really an introvert, actually, deep down, and so I never have loved the overcoming objections part, and my analytical brain has rewired or, or D, uh, what is the word anyway, taken back the layers and say, okay, how do we prevent an objection? What can we do ahead so that we don't have to overcome an objection? That's always been my easy road because of my introvert nature. And I just don't like to confront people and say, yeah, but here, you know, you're being stupid by thinking this, you know, I just, no, I don't ever want to do that. So what would work really well is within your marketing and it has to be positioned so that it's with the messaging so that people are, you know, wanting to listen, but I would include case studies of short case studies, videos of teens who are now adults and maybe they didn't go through the process and they wish that they had of teamed up with you, or they, they realized that they had gone down the wrong path and thank goodness their family found you. And so they were able to step onto the right path, but case studies 
of teens, young adults who realize that, you know, just because I made it into this college doesn't mean I have everything figured out. In fact, I'm, you know, I'm still confused. I really don't, I'm doing a lot of this, you know, just hear it from the teen, hear it from the young adult. The case studies are going to be your biggest benefit to bringing that awareness and that clarity to your potential client before they even enter into that enrollment conversation. And there are some other very intentional questions to ask early in in that conversation to just get an indication of the parent's ownness of the fact that their teen doesn't have everything figured out, even though they might've landed into that college of their choice. You know, you can create, I always, you know, some of the things that I love doing with my clients is to really design these discovery questions that allow for the awakening or the awareness to start happening within the enrollment conversation. Um, So that when you get to that offer, there's no objection. So hopefully that has uh, presented an opportunity for you to you know, maybe have a light bulb moment and, and re, you know, think some of the marketing that you're doing, some of the social posting, and you might already be doing a lot of this, but it's making sure that your potential clients are, uh, it's positioning those videos, positioning those case studies in a way that is ensuring that your potential clients are, are listening to them. So, yeah. So that hopefully that uh, moves Thanks. the needle for you. And I would love to hear uh, any shifts that that creates as you have these enrollment conversations. And if it decreases that objection at the end, you know, in terms of, well, we're just going to, you know, leave it to chance and let, let things kind of work out here. They'll land on their feet, you know, which, you know, right. You just kind of cringe when you, when you hear that knowing what you do. So every time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of that phase of not knowing, right. And, and just, you know, the unpredictability, the uncertainty, well, we've just come out of the pandemic era and for a lot of people, the, the pandemic is still occurring and I I'm totally sensitive to that, but I'm curious, you know, because of the, you know, the impact of the pandemic on people's lives in so many different areas, not just the health, but just the career path and and the way school was occurring, you know, suddenly online and, and colleges were online now and, and jobs are now remote and it just completely changed so many things. I'm just curious, can you share a little bit about um, what impact the pandemic has had on the work that you do? A lot, (laughs) greatly. Um, so back, you know, March, 2020 COVID hits and the ability to even offer an ACT or an SAT test was removed nationally. Mm. Um, and in some States, it took a lot longer to get testing back here in Ohio, not as much by the fall of 2020 students who wanted to test could test, but it put the colleges. And so it affected my, first of all, my test prep company that I still own leap. It put us, um, under the gun. We really didn't have any work for a number of months, but what happened on the college advising and the college bound, the whole college bound journey 
and getting into the college that aligns with your financial fit, your academic fit, your social fit, and your college major and career fit, which those are the four components I talk about, it kind of became the Wild West. So colleges had to make optional the submission of ACT and SAT scores because you had tons of students who couldn't even sit for the test. So it was unfair to make it a requirement, even though right. some some colleges still had it as one, but very few did in, in the fall of 2020. Well, what happened was colleges experienced a surge of applications. Right. And some colleges double the number of applications they previously had because students felt more empowered to uh, go ahead and apply somewhere maybe where they didn't have a shot at getting in but we saw students applying to more colleges with the removal of test scores so what's happened is colleges are over many of the colleges particularly those that admit you know fewer than 50 percent of their students and for sure those that admit fewer than 30 percent of their students were flooded with applications and it made their jobs really really hard but what we saw is the admission rate has plummeted. We have some schools now on the highly selective colleges, or I like to call them highly rejective colleges. <laughs> um, <laughs> only ad, you know, admitting fewer than ten percent of the students, many of them in single digits. So these wow. these wow. schools that are um, idolized as oh gosh now i've got an opportunity because i don't have to have a you know 33 or 34 act mm -hmm. score to apply um they just saw a surge and so it's really become the wild west it's hard to know what the outcomes are we still in you know with the graduating class of 2022 that just finished uh, very unpredictable outcomes and the admission rate dropping even more this year than even 21 and, and 20. Wow. So it's been uh, fascinating, but very scary and uncertain for families, which means they really need to go at this with more intention than ever. And mm -hmm. frankly, it's a six figure investment. My youngest is a junior in college, heading into our junior year of college, and you're going to really spend a lot of money on it, but there's a lot at play. So being intentional has become more important than ever. It's really affected my business on both sides of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea that that situation had occurred in terms of eliminating the test scores and, and just opening yeah. up to so many potential students, but yet only allowing a, a fraction of what they had a previously. Fraction. Yeah. That, that yeah. really did obviously create a lot of stress for families. Well, you know, I, You've got me chomping at the bit here to, to just learn more about your this formula. Uh, so Lisa, how do you work with students and their families who want to finally demystify that, you know, the college bound years and, and feel clear and confident about what comes after graduation? Can you share a little about your philosophy or your approach? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if I have my ideal utopian society, which I have come to terms is never going to happen, <laughs> I would be able to work with sophomores and juniors, which a lot of times families don't feel the pain point of what I'm talking about until later. So it's it can be too early to start. I wouldn't want to work with a freshman in high school. They need to just learn how to navigate high school. But it's never too late to work on getting this clarity and finding your alignment. So as we do this important work, 
I, it really comes down to three, a three step path. So the first step is the individual student really needs to know themselves deeply. It's about their hardwired personality, uh, their values, their academic profile It's really being honest with yourself and using different tools to create a personal lens that you're going to evaluate careers. So once you really have your, your finger on that, then we move into the stage of, okay, what careers could align for me? And now let's research them and curate experiences to get up close and personal with these careers so I can rule them in or rule them out. You know, we're just, we're continuing to funnel down, siphon out uh, what doesn't fit. And then once you've got some target, a target or a, a few target possible careers and you've identified the majors that lead to those careers now we're working to find the colleges that are reputable have the programming that you might be able to go to and then it's figuring out okay is that school a financial fit an academic fit can i get in can we afford it and doing those visits building out that college list and then going through the process of applying to college honestly as you research careers and curate experiences. The students building a resume, their extracurricular activities list. They get to know themselves really well. So you're really through the process doing a lot of the work then then later will be represented in the college application process through the essays and the recommendation letters that they're getting and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, you know, often it's not till the fall of the senior year when a student is sitting down with their application and they they like the fit of the college for the social fit, maybe the financial fit, and all of a sudden they're faced with the question in September of their senior year or October, to what major are you applying? And they really don't have a certainty with which to answer that, that I'm getting families that, oh gosh, I wish I would have, we could have started the work sophomore, junior year, but you know what? It's not too late. So getting, a, doing the work, you've got to do the work at some point. I argue that high school students, teenagers have all of the resources available to them that you will find on a college campus. It's just knowing where to look and deciding when you're going to be intentional around doing this work. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's fun. <laughs> Well, it, it makes sense, but it's typically, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, um, I don't know, I've raised three boys and, and you just, because life is busy, 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 you know, all of a sudden yes. the year just flips by, you know, and we're into <laughs> another year and we have all these challenges, sports events yep. and this and that life is coming in the moment of, oh, we've got to make it to this Friday and, and this. And so it's, you know, you are really stepping in and, and creating that, that bigger roadmap that is that layer that parents, because they're, they're just making it from Monday to Tuesday to Friday to the next Monday. And, you know, all of a sudden, they like I said, another year has gone by. And so the value of your work comes into supporting families in, in, like you said, just being more intentional about this time and opportunity to really connect with the individual and what their desires are and what their, what aligns with them versus just making it through. Okay. We got to get you graduated and then we got to get you, yep. you know, kind of that uh, reactionary mode versus the intentionality and planning. So yeah, I, I really love all that you've brought in from all the previous factors and facets of your career path. 
right? From the, you know, the test prep and the, the tutoring phase. And, you know, you're really bringing all those different assets into the work that you're doing now. So, yeah, so I love that. Well, how can listeners learn more about this great work you're doing? So our website would be a great place to start, Flourish Coaching Co. So don't forget that CO, flourishcoachingco.com. Um, you know, one of the really helpful resources I have is if once you go to our website, if you go to the resources page, I have a college planning timeline that families can get. And that timeline really tells you what needs to be done when. It gives you that uh, important, the deadlines, it's very deadline driven so that you're not feeling rushed because you're right, families are super busy. And there's not a pause button to say like, oh, I'm gonna pause my job or I'm gonna pause, you know, uh, my kid's swim season to work (laughs) in all this extra stuff. So when we go at it with intention and we plan it, and that's what the college planning timeline's meant to do is really help you navigate that so it's less overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, But they can get that on my, on the resources page on the Flourish Coaching Co. website. You know, I too have a podcast, College and Career Clarity where we're on all of the channels, which we have weekly episodes with experts and some solo episodes. And then when you're over on the website, check out the course. We're gonna be, we run it twice a year for private pay. We've got it, we're in a bunch of schools as well, but for private families, our next session is fall 2022, but we run it every fall and every late winter. And that's when we get in there and we do the work together. You know, what I've, What I know to be true over all these years is when we do things in community and we do it with others, we have a much higher chance of succeeding. And um, that's why we do it as a group. We do it together and we resource each other. We get to know each other and we walk out this really important work as families, both I'm serving both the parent and the kid. Yeah. Well, that brings in that support system as well as accountability, which are two critical elements that sometimes when you, you know, learn on your own, aren't involved, aren't a a part of it. And so it's easy to just put it off or, you know, who knows, because life is happening. So yeah, I love that. And what is the name again of your course? I'm sorry, Lisa. It's Launch Career Clarity. Launch Career Clarity. Okay. All right. So, so they can find out information about that on your website as well. And that's Flourish Coaching CO, Flourish Coaching Co.com. Correct? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Info about your, your course, as well as um, it sounds like an awesome resource college planning timeline to just get kind of a grip around pulling the lens back and seeing something that is, you know, makes sense and can integrate then into the school year and, and uh, be factored into the busy life. So yeah, I, I love that. And are you active on any of the social platforms? I am. I actually have a Facebook parent community um, named like the podcast. And so that that is a place where we share resources and we have conversations. But I'm active on Facebook, on Instagram, both as Flourish Coaching Co. And um, I'm personally on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. Oh, wow. Okay. LinkedIn, Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram, and your podcast. Oh my goodness, Lisa. And my podcast. <laughs> you are out there. You are out there. Well, that's awesome. Well, Lisa, uh, you've already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time, um, in looking at your own experience in building your businesses, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? I think, and it's the same advice I give my students is begin with the end in mind. So what's your vision and then be very intentional with it. You know, I, I know that humans, teens and adults, we overestimate typically what we can get done in a single day, but we underestimate what can be done in a year. So if you just do a step-by-step quarterly goals and, and only center in on like one major thing each quarter to move the needle in your business and just not rush it. Mm. You, if you stick with it and you do that with great intention and uh, you'll get there, you will, it, it yeah. is possible. Yeah. I love that because we do like to cram a lot into what appears or, you know, we think is a, Oh, I've got four months, you know, I've got three months. Right. So I'm going to do this, 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 this. And then all of a sudden we're disappointed, frustrated, having doubts and all that. So yeah, I love that. Uh, just slow it down and um, realize that uh, it is a journey. So, well, um, you know, Lisa, it's just been so great hearing about your journey from, Thanks, you know, Wendy. starting out as a high school teacher, making an impact for your students in that mode to creating your first company, the test prep and tutoring company, LEAP, and doing that important work in, in supporting uh, college-bound students with their ACT, SAT, LSAT, maybe scores. No, um, we don't do that well one. As, <laughs> yeah, as well as then stepping into this new exciting role as a college Let's see, what, what would we call this? Coach to college-bound families, right? Helping families yes. move from overwhelmed and confused to motivated, clear, and confident about what comes after graduation. So I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you, Wendy. Yeah, and again, for our listeners, you can reach Lisa Marker Robbins through her website, Flourish Coaching Co, flourishcoachingco.com, as well as through her podcast and social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, and Twitter, right? Or did you say TikTok? Not TikTok yet. Not TikTok I keep talking yet. about okay, it. Okay, got to put that on your list. <laughs> right. I will. All right. And for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential clients' decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great, let's do it. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session you may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Lisa Marker Robbins. And as always, here's to your success.